0: What's up, everybody? It's the Alex Lee and Friends NFL podcast back for another week. It's the 2018 offseason, week five. I got David Stoyo with me in Canada. Hey. And I got Gavin Heslop in Oregon. Hello. Uh, back for another week to talk all the free agency, all the moves going on in the league. Um, let's start off with um, the Seahawks wide receiver Doug Baldwin. Uh, talking about Kirk Cousins says, "Quote: Kirk Cousins is a hero for all the young players that will follow after him. Now we need more players to bet on themselves until fully guaranteed contracts become the norm." Um, in my opinion, I think this is a big moment for the players' union. We've had NBA and MLB uh, fully guaranteed contracts for a while, and I think that the NFL—it's about time they get caught up. Uh, in my opinion, it's the most violent sport. Um, Stoyo, do you think that uh, with Kirk Cousins getting this fully guaranteed deal, that more will follow? Maybe a couple more for QBs,
1: but I don't think that your every NFL player will receive a guaranteed contract just yet. They should, but I just don't think that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, it's going to have to start with the quarterbacks and eventually leak its way down. Um, Gavin, do you think that that could be more the norm going forward?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be for quarterbacks and for really high, um, high talent players. Um, so essentially, the people that are in a really high demand. So any any quarterback that's worth starting is going to have a high demand. You know, be really valuable in the market. You know, if a if a top end wide receiver or running back is cut for whatever reason, you know, they'll uh, potentially have that opportunity as well. But I don't think it's going to be the thing for all. Uh, you know, all future free agent signings uh, for, for a while now. Um, and I think um, I think for the teams, at least for the organizations that are signing them, it's definitely better. Um, you know, you see in the NBA where so often players are traded solely because they don't want to pay them that contract anymore. And people have value because their contract is over at the end of a year and suddenly free agent, you know, uh, cap space opens up. So, While it's definitely better for the players because they know what kind of money they're bringing in, Uh, it definitely can be detrimental to the organization's Um, player. Doesn't pan out, um, they could be stuck with a pretty disastrous contract. So, I'd be all for smaller contracts uh, for shorter terms Uh um, with all guaranteed money. But, you know, these um, like I don't want to have Stafford's deal be fully guaranteed by any means. I don't mind paying him all the money if he's still around, but to you know, be stuck with 125 million dollars over six years. Um, if he breaks his leg or something, you know, and can't come back for two seasons. Our, you know, the
0: Lions are you know going to be crippled just like him? So <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stoyo, how important do you think uh, fully guaranteed contracts are going forward to the CBA? The players have been fighting an uphill battle for years trying to get better deals, better leverage, do you think that this can be an important moment, important direction for the players' union? I don't think it's going to be, to be honest. Yeah. There's just too many
1: players out there, and somehow the NFL owners have managed to not fully guarantee the contract yet, and I don't think they're going to change that anytime soon.
0: Yeah, we'll see. The players are certainly uh, trying to back Kirk Cousins and trying to get it to be... A bigger deal. Um Speaking of the Seahawks, they also uh, make some moves in free agency. They signed linebacker Barkevius Mingo to a two-year deal worth $10 million, and they signed tight end Ed Dixon to a three-year $14 million deal, as well as wide receiver Jerron Brown. Uh, Gavin, do you think these are good moves for Seattle that's trying to replace a lot of talent leaving uh, town? Um, I, I like the Barcavius Mingo signing, a former
3: first-round draft pick, top-ten pick, uh, that never has really panned out,
2: yeah. um, so there's definitely some talent there. Um, maybe he lacked motivation. I believe he was drafted by the Browns
3: um, mm-hmm. coming
2: out of LSU, so maybe he wasn't used to playing for an organization that you know didn't win many games, so now he'll uh, be motivated in a, a team with a winning culture around him. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Ed Dixon signing. Three years, $14 million. Uh, he's never been an extremely productive tight end, uh, so that's a little bit confusing to me. Um, but maybe they, uh, maybe they see something that someone else doesn't. But to me, that's a little bit, uh, a little bit pricey for him.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, the reason they got rid of Jimmy Graham was first of all his contract, but he didn't really fit the system, being much more of a pass catcher than a run blocker. And Ed Dixon kind of fits the same role—a decent pass catcher, but. Not a great run blocker. Um, Stoya, what do you think of these moves for Seattle? I don't think they became better over the past week. Yeah. They're just a couple pieces, but nothing that you can write home about. Yeah, I felt like they had their eyes on some bigger name players, but it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, one of those players being Austin Safarian Jenkins that they had in for a meeting, as well as Ndamakung Su. Um, Safarian Jenkins signed a two-year deal worth 10 mil for the Jaguars. The Jaguars also keep Marquise Lee on a four-year deal worth 38 mil. 18 of it guaranteed. Um, they signed corner DJ Hayden to a three-year deal worth up to 21 mil. And they release wide receiver Alan Hearns and 13-year veteran tight end Mercedes Lewis. Gavin, uh, the Jaguars seem to be getting rid of a lot of their pass-receiving weapons. They hang on to Marquise Lee. What do you think about the Jaguars' moves here? Um, definitely like the
2: um, the signing of uh, Austin Severian Jenkins. Really talented tight end out of Washington that just wasn't ever to, um, able to uh, stay in the league and to be able to be a consistent addition to his team. But you definitely saw some moments of brilliance when he did play, um, even with the Jets. Uh, they saw him be uh, relatively productive there, especially given their offensive situation. Um, so it,
3: and I think that was a good sign. He was a good amount, too. Two years, $10 million, I believe. Yep. Um, the Alan Hearns uh, release is
2: uh, I kind of expected. He didn't really match – so well with Blake Bortles over this last season, um, and he had some injuries, so I can understand why they would let him go. Especially if um, they had to sign Marquise Lee, who uh, did match better with with Bortles, and they're paying him a lot of money, so you got to
0: keep him. Yep. Um, DJ Hayden, though, that's
2: uh, I'm not sure he he didn't really hasn't really played that well over his career, um, so. Nineteen million dollars over three years to me is is steep for someone that um, might be your third or fourth corner, but um, you know, they're I guess they're they're signed like borrows to nineteen
3: million a year. So
0: yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, interesting moves. We both know, you know, we all know about DJ Hayden playing for the Bears and the Lions, and they've got two established corners there in Jacksonville. So that's a decent amount of money to give a third or fourth. String corner. Uh, Stoya, what do you think of the Jaguars moving on from Mercedes Lewis? He's a Jacksonville lifer and now finds himself uh, no longer there in the free agency market. Yeah, I think Jacksonville has made some questionable moves. Yeah. I would
1: try to re sign uh, Robinson for sure, but maybe they were afraid of his uh, injury. Also, they figure that they have to pay that defense, and they're trying to resign everyone in the next few years. But I don't like the fact that you give Bortles a
0: contract, and then you get rid of his best weapons. Yeah, exactly. If they're trying to take something
1: from the Bears playbook, let me tell you, it does not work. You (laughs) have to surround your QB with weapons.
0: Yep. I'm going to go ahead and, I mean, I know it's early, but I think Jacksonville is going in the wrong direction here. I think they're going to have more pressure on them next year uh, after making it to the AFC Championship game, and I think that they're losing some weapons on offense, and uh, I would have moved on from Bortles, but they obviously did not. I'm actually going to predict that the Jaguars don't win their division next year. Um Talk to- I completely agree. They had a really
2: easy road this year that uh, often I think is overlooked. You had Andrew Luck not playing, so there's two easy wins right there. Yeah. Um, and I, Sean Watson was also hurt, and JJ Watt was hurt for the Texans. You had um, to the two quarterbacks and the best player, you know, on the defensive side of the ball facing Bortles, um, not playing at all last year. Essentially, so uh, I think that's uh, that's something that is going to kind of be shocking to Jacksonville fans or people expecting Jacksonville to just run away with the division again.
0: Yeah, should be a much tougher division. Um, Quick note on Mercedes Lewis. He was the only
2: uh, Jaguar left from their 2007 playoff run, the last time they had made the playoffs.
0: Nice. Yeah, Lewis has been there forever. That's kind of a crazy move. I guess he's getting up there in age, but... um, the 49ers signed running back Jarek McKinnon to a four-year deal worth 30 mil. Um, to me, I think that's a great fit in the Shanahan system. I think that he'll be used a lot uh, there in San Francisco. They also add a center, Weston Richburg. Uh, they signed him to a five-year deal worth 47.5 mil, 16.5 guaranteed. And they traded their center. Daniel Kilgore to the Dolphins and swapped late-round picks. Stoyo, you think Jerick McKinnon is a good fit in San Francisco?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Feels like the 49ers have been doing a lot of good moves recently, and yeah. I'm a huge
1: fan of uh, what the GM over there
0: has done. Yeah. Big shout-out to John Lynch, and uh, they had to replace Carlos Hyde. Gavin, you think that... Uh, you think that that's a good fit? Yeah, I think the, um, the pass-catching abilities of
2: Jerick McKinnon will definitely uh, suit uh, Garoppolo well, give him a good check-down option if he needs it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft they try to sign someone uh, for first and second down, though. Um, McKinnon, over the last couple years, has regressed uh, in the running game. And especially this last year, when you had uh, Case Keenum playing so well, you've... I struggle to understand why he would um, not play, not, not even be able to average four yards a carry. So um, so I, I, I'm wondering if they'll do something else. But, yeah, they definitely needed to add some talent after losing Hyde to the Browns.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, another team in the division, the L.A. Rams, uh, getting rid of wide receiver Sammy Watkins and their corner Tremaine Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Getting rid of both their contracts earns them two third-round compensatory draft picks. So some good moves there. Uh, L.A. is hanging on to wide receiver Tavon Austin on a restructured contract. And they are signing offensive lineman John Sullivan to a two-year, $50 million deal and re-signing defensive tackle Dominic Easley on a one-year deal. Stoyo, you think it's smart moves for L.A. moving on from Sammy Watkins and Tremaine Johnson? Yeah, especially if uh, Sammy Watkins' price like, tag was sixteen mil a year. Yeah, he had under six hundred yards last season. So to me, you cannot warrant having to pay someone that much. Yeah, and I think they'll be able to move that money around and get some better, better fits for Jared Goff. What do you think of these moves, Gavin? Yeah, um, I definitely like.
2: Letting go of, of Watkins, so you wonder if if he'd be able to spend more time there. Had he been able to mesh with golf a bit more, but um, you know, maybe they could probably feel like they get something cheaper with Robert Woods there um, and someone that already has that chemistry in another year. You know, with the with the quarterback. So yeah, um, definitely, I think you know, moving on from Tremaine Johnson, and not like they have still have to fill those gaps. They signed to keep to leave and. Peters, Marcus Peters. So uh, this, I don't feel like they dropped off in talent by any means. And uh, Dominic Easley uh, does a great signing one year, not even two million for that one year. So it's a good prove it contract for a guy that struggled to stay healthy.
0: Yeah, great point. Um, Rams should be contending in the division once again. Um, The Eagles re-signed linebacker Nigel Bradham to a five-year, forty million dollar deal to keep a good good uh, volume tackler on the defense and keep them going in the right direction. Um, the Giants signed left tackle Nate Solder from New England, four years, $62 million, uh, with 35 mil guaranteed, making him the highest paid left tackle. And uh, head coach Pat Shermer says Eric Flowers, who was our left tackle last year, who had a difficult season, will compete for the starting right tackle position. So the Giants go out and definitely solidify the left tackle with Nate Solder. Do you like this move, Stoyle? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. How do you guarantee someone $35
1: million when they were questioning if they are going to retire or not?
0: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: So to me, that's a lot for someone... Been beat up for quite some time and wanted to quit the game. So hopefully, it works out for them. But it's a little bit
0: aggressive. Yeah, I agree. I think they definitely wanted to get the left tackle position better for Eli Manning. But thirty five mil guaranteed. I agree with you, Stoyo. Is a lot. What do you think, Gavin? Yeah, it's a lot of money. But um,
2: the, we saw the struggles with uh, the line last year and how Eli Manning struggled and and how the entire team struggled. So if you can get him some better pass protection, if they feel like he's still got a few years left in the tank, uh, you've got to do what you can to uh, to protect the guys. So when you lose out on Andrew Norwell, you've got to go for the next best thing and uh, you sign the best uh, free agent tackle you can. And um, if uh, if Coughlin were there, I would say it was just his way of getting back at Tom Brady, or just another way, but it's um, <laughs> not there this time. It's the Giants taking away something from Brady.
0: That he loves. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Panthers are re signing 38 year old defensive end Julius Peppers to a one year deal. Uh, he's coming off a productive year in 2017 with 11 sacks. Surprising to see Peppers keep on making big impact in the NFL. Um, Carolina also signs defensive tackle Dontari Poe to a three-year deal worth 27 mil and they give Cam Newton uh, another we- weapon at wide receiver Jarius Wright a two-year deal worth uh, up to three and a half mil Stoyo do you like bringing back Peppers and uh, signing Don Terry Poe for that defense?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Peppers except for a few years when he was somewhere up north. <laughs> Uh, besides that, yeah,
3: he is, seems to not age, and somehow he's still productive. Who would have thought that? Yeah,
0: I think he's going for the all-time career sack record, and is a great addition as well. Yeah, some good weapons. Gavin, do you think these are uh, upgrades or good moves for Carolina?
2: Yeah, I'm keeping Peppers there. Who I know he you know played for a couple crappy teams, other than. Uh, Carolina, but it's always <laughs> good to see him back there. Um, and you know, he's he's a Panther in my mind. you know, They selected him first overall, and yep. um, they second. made smart
0: second. I uh. could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well, he was a he was a high draft pick. Either way, let's say that a very high
2: draft pick, absolutely. Um, and it, they they played really smart with him this last this last season. Uh, only played about half the snaps. Didn't require him to you know get after the quarterback every single play and uh he was able to be productive so um definitely a great signing for him the poe signing um is also a good one um a little skeptical though on poe uh he showed some lethargy when he was in kansas city um and atlanta signed him to a one-year deal this offseason he played well so it'll be interesting to see if um if signing a longer-term deal, well, only three years, uh, it's not going to cripple the Panthers if he ends up uh, slacking off again. But um, if he can play up to that, um,
3: up to his potential, and you've got a strong locker room, especially with Peppers there still, so yeah. I definitely
2: think it could pan out. Um, I'm a little skeptical, but I um, definitely think it's a good signing.
0: Yeah, I think about that line, and you think Peppers, you think K1 Short, now you add Don Terry Poe. If everything works out, that could be a nasty uh, front four. Um, the Raiders uh, making a lot of moves with John Gruden uh, in his first year there. Um, they, especially in the wide receivers, they release Michael Crabtree. Uh, they instantly replace him with wide receiver Jordy Nelson from Green Bay. They give him a two-year, fifteen million dollar deal with thirteen guaranteed. Um, they also are uh, have Eric Decker coming in to visit here soon. And uh, they trade away Cordero Patterson to the Patriots for some draft picks. Stoyo, do you like bringing in uh, Jordy Nelson and possibly Eric Decker? Do you think that'll improve the Raiders on offense? No. No. I think that Jordy Nelson is over the hill. He had, like, I believe,
1: 500 yards last season. And to
0: guarantee him $13 million, yeah, is bad
1: signing, in my opinion. Especially when you guarantee, like, 80% of that
0: contract. Yeah. What do you think, Gavin? Do you think it's a smart move or a risky move for Oakland? I think this is uh, Oakland signing a
2: Packer receiver that is going to underperform to their standards just like uh, James Jones
0: did. Yeah. James Jones, <laughs> something Jones. Yeah, James Jones.
2: James and Javon Walker.
0: Javon Walker, yeah.
2: I forgot that he went to the Raiders, but, yeah, um, I wouldn't mind this signing so much if they had, it hadn't come at the cost of Crabtree. Um, the guy and uh, Carr had real good chemistry. I'm pretty sure they had uh, they had probably close to 20 touchdowns in the last two years together, mm-hmm. and now you've taken uh, someone away that had some good chemistry with your quarterback, your young quarterback, and replaced him with someone that's older and slower. And I can't imagine costs any less than what Crabtree was costing or would need to cost if they re-signed him. So uh, a real, real questionable move in my eyes for, for the Raiders. Um,
0: yeah. Some, o- some other moves for Oakland. Um, they brought in Doug Martin we talked about last week, and it sounds like they are keeping Marshawn Lynch. Um, he's still on the team and received his $1 million roster bonus. So all signs are pointing to him being there for the 2018 season. They also bring in some defensive help. The Raiders signed linebacker Tahir Whitehead and corner Rashawn Melvin. They also signed tight end Derek Carrier to a three-year deal from the Redskins, taking him away from brother John Gruden. And they also signed fullback Keith Smith to a two-year, $4 million deal and safety Marcus Gilchrist to a one-year deal. Um, Stoyo, do you like the pieces that Gruden is bringing in in Oakland? Like, uh, Tahir to hear, to hear Whitehead and Rashawn Melvin, especially? Stoya?
3: Gavin?
2: Yeah, let me jump in
3: here. Cool. Um, I definitely like the Rashawn Melvin signing. Um, he, uh,
2: was definitely the, the Colts' best cornerback last year. Um, and I, I like these one-year deals where they don't get a ton of money, um, and it's you know kind of prove-it deals. So uh, definitely good for the Raiders to upgrade a cornerback getting Melvin.
3: Um, and as a Lions fan, I definitely know the name to Tahir Whitehead. Yeah, um, I'm really disappointed that he's no longer going to be a
2: Lion. He wasn't um, the, uh, the most amazing linebacker we've had. But he was probably our best linebacker last year, so it's a shame to see him go. Um, I definitely think it's smart of Bruden to try and get some defensive pieces, being an offensive minded coach, uh,
0: get some veteran presence in there at linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, I think some good moves. Stoy, are you there? Um, Stoyal, what do you think, uh, do you think that Tahir Whitehead and Rashawn Melvin are good additions to the defense in Oakland? Um, I think it's up to the head coach to add players that he likes, Yeah. So whatever fits his system or his need. Yeah, they definitely have to get better on defense from the year they had last year. Um, The Ravens are releasing wide receiver Jeremy Macklin. Um, They're signing wide receiver John Brown to a one-year $5 million deal. Um, Guys, what do you think of this story? The Ravens originally reached an agreement with wide receiver Ryan Grant on a $29 million deal, Um, but unfortunately Grant failed his physical related to an ankle injury in 2017, and the deal falls through. Grant's agent, uh, Rocky something, says, quote, if there were a game tomorrow, Ryan would be able to play. And the Ravens GM, Ozzie Newsom says, quote, it was a medical decision that I had no control over. Uh, soon after he failed the physical, Baltimore reaches an agreement on a three-year deal with uh, recently released wide receiver Michael Crabtree. Worth 21 mil and 11 mil guaranteed, Gavin, what did you think of the Ryan Grant uh, physical debacle there in Baltimore? I think it could have.
2: Uh, it was the best thing that could have happened to Baltimore. <laughs> um,
0: I think Crabtree is a significantly better receiver than Ryan Grant
2: is. Um, ethics aside, uh, the Ravens definitely got better uh, with Crabtree over Grant, um, but. It's it's unfortunate. I'd say it's unfortunate for Grant, but he actually might be go have
0: gone to a better situation uh, now signing with the Colts. Yeah, I would agree with that. Stoyo, do you think that there was any kind of uh, like Baltimore bringing in Ryan Grant, and then all of a sudden they see Crabtree's available and they just bail? You think it was something like that? Um, do you think that the Ravens are better off with uh, Crabtree instead? The Ravens are definitely better off with Crabtree. Yeah. I will not point the finger, saying that the Ravens made him feel
3: purposely that physical, but it helped him out quite a bit. I would say. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when you want to improve your football team, you have to do everything you can in your power. And
0: when a better receiver gets released, huh? <laughs> Who's to say? What are you supposed to do? Yo. Yep. Um, the next team, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, released safety Teron Matthew after he refused to take a pay cut. Um, the Cardinals then signed tackle Andre Smith for a two year, $10 million deal and offensive lineman Justin Pugh to a five year deal worth 45 mil. Um, bringing in offensive linemen to protect their new statue quarterbacks of Sam Bradford and Mike Glennon. Gavin, you think these are good moves, uh, shoring up the line in Arizona?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, they definitely need to work on protecting the quarterback. They struggled with that last year, um, with whoever was behind center. Yeah. Um, but the Tyron Matthew release, um, is really perplexing to me. He's, uh, one of the better defensive backs in the league, I think, and it's really interesting to see them release him, and then on top of that, to see him. Sign for not a ton of money. I think there's something that um, that uh, GMs know that we don't because it's it just it's really confusing to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. He's one of their young building blocks. One of the guys you'd think they'd build around him and Patrick Peterson, and they decided to go a different direction. Um, Stoyo, what do you think of the Cardinals' moves here? Do you like the uh, bringing in the linemen, and do you think they should have kept Tyrone Matthew? You
1: definitely have to keep Matthews.
0: Yeah. I don't know how you can cut such a good player. Yeah, there, something has to be
1: there. Maybe there's some story that we don't know about because him getting cut and only signing for seven million, something doesn't make sense. I would have given him a twelve million dollar year
0: contract easily, maybe even more. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Also, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of what Arizona did this off season. You added two average quarterbacks, and you made your defense weaker. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what they do. Um, They've got David Johnson, but he's coming off an injury, and I would be very tempted to draft a quarterback and start building for the future there. Um, The Browns all-pro left tackle Joe Thomas calls it a career, a long, successful career in the NFL, Um, one of the best left left tackles to do it. Um, On top of that, Cleveland trades corner Jason McCourty to the Patriots in exchange for late round draft picks. So now the McCourty brothers are both in New England. Um, The Browns sign tackle Chris Hubbard to a five-year deal worth 37.5 mil, 18 mil guaranteed. And the Browns also bring in running back Carlos Hyde and tight end Darren Fells. Um... Browns coach Hugh Jackson backs newly acquired quarterback Tyrod Taylor, saying, "Quote: He's going to be star- the starting quarterback. There is no competition." Um, Gavin, what do you think of the Browns' moves? Um, do you think bringing in Hyde and Fells and these guys are good additions? And what do you make of Hugh Jackson uh, taking quite a stance uh, with uh, Tyrod Taylor so early? Um, I think that that's. His
3: stance with Taylor, I think that's what you have to say at this point. Yeah. Um, they, you don't want to, um,
2: to to show your hand so early before the draft. You want people, um, even if everyone knows you're taking a quarterback with one of the first four picks, um, you have to have people think that there's a potential that you might not. So you need to leave some, um, you know, you can't be telling, you know, you can't show your hand. Yeah. And so you need to pretend like, you know, everything is, you know, is normal there's nothing going on um you can't hint one way or the other um so I, I like the signing of Hyde he's definitely had some injury issues but he's also a really talented player um and this I don't
3: think takes them out of the Saquon Barkley sweepstakes uh-huh.
2: um, but it definitely gives them uh, a very viable option if they decide not to go with him with the first or fourth
3: picks
0: yeah um you had uh, Darren Fells in Detroit last year, and he seemed to be a decent option for Stafford. You think he's a good fit in Cleveland? Uh,
2: yeah, a good, a good, <laughs> good fit
0: to be a Cleveland Brown. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I kind of liked. I kind of liked Darren Fells. He he's serviceable.
2: He, he is, he's not a bad player, but he's more a blocking tight end than. A receiving tight end at this point, yeah. Uh, and if assuming that they're going to draft a young quarterback, uh, you definitely want to make sure that you have a, a good receiving tight end on your roster. Um, don't remember if mini Gronk is still on the team or not. Uh, Gary Barnage, um, but he was he didn't play last year pretty much at all, if I can remember, yeah. Um, so uh, and I also know that Tyrod Taylor he thrived with a with a good receiving tight end uh, in clay there in Buffalo. So whether you have your rookie starting or you've got Tyrod Taylor starting, to me, you need an upgrade at tight end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that could be a good pick. I also like the Chris Hubbard uh, signing, um, especially if you're going to lose a guy like Joe Thomas. Um, Stoyo, what do you make of uh, the Browns moves? Yeah. Um, Uh, addressing the line, addressing running back and tight end. Think these are good moves for the Browns? These are good moves. Uh, I am
3: disappointed that uh, their left tackle decided to retire. Yeah. I think he should have stuck around at least one more season. You don't want to end your career going (laughs) 0-16. Yeah. Uh, With uh, Taylor, at least, they should be able to get one victory next season. I'm going to predict that. At least one victory. (laughs) (laughs) You set the bar really high. (laughs) You can do it this year.
0: Maybe even two. Yeah, I definitely like what uh, Dorsey has done since joining the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, good good call on Dorsey. Yeah, and he has now just a lot
3: of picks in the draft that he could really change that franchise around. Yep. And I'm definitely saying that he's going to draft a QB. Last year he was on the Chiefs and he drafted Patrick
0: Mahomes. Okay. When he had Alex Smith, so I don't think he's going to be worried about having what's his name. Saquon. Uh, yeah, Taylor. So, in my opinion, the Browns are going to pick a running back first, and then gonna draft a QB at four. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I what they should do at least. Yeah. We'll see how all that goes. Um, The Patriots bring in defensive end Adrian Claiborne, who had nine and a half sacks in 2017. Um, And they sign him to a two year deal worth 12 and a half mil. And they also bring in running back Jeremy Hill from the Bengals and re signed safety Patrick Chung to a short term extension. Gavin, do you like the Patriots bringing in Claiborne and Jeremy Hill?
2: Uh, absolutely. Uh Claiborne has definitely been a, a productive pass rusher and that's something that the Patriots really struggled with uh this last off season. Uh this last season I mean. Yeah. And so they uh, addressed that need there. Um and they also didn't sign him for a ton of money. Two years twelve million isn't a huge investment. And I really like the Jeremy Hill signing. Um he was he rushed for over a thousand yards, um in his first season and um he definitely struggled a little bit, but he was also splitting uh, time with um, with Giovanni Bernard, and then they drafted uh, someone this this last season. Mixon carries away from him, Joe Mixon. That's the guy. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely think that it's a good signing. Uh, the Patriots have been able to revitalize a uh, running back with character concerns whose um, whose career was kind of on the downslope, and with Garrett Blount twice. So I think that they can do it again with Jeremy Hill, and they got him super cheap at only $1.5 million.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's an underrated get. Um, I like Jeremy Hill going back to LSU. thought he was going to be a little bit more of an impact in the NFL, but like you said, he was kind of buried in Cincinnati. And New England has a way of finding these hidden gems, so I hope he has a breakout year. Uh, Stoyo, do you like the Jeremy Hill and Claiborne additions in New England? I do, even though
3: Claiborne's stats were a bit padded. Yeah, he had six sacks in one game. Yep. So that really
1: uh, added his stats. And yeah, New England always finds a way to get good players as a, at a good rate,
0: and this is why they keep competing constantly. Yep. I think they were able to uh, replace Dion Lewis. Yeah. That signing of Jeremy Hill, so that's exactly what the Patriots needed. Yeah, and we'll see what they're gonna do in the line after losing a guy like Solder. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, some good a good start to free agency for New England. The Buffalo Bills signed defensive end Trent Murphy to a three-year deal worth 21 mil. And I was waiting to see where this guy ended up. Quarterback AJ McCarron. Uh, is signed to the Bills, and most likely will be their bridge quarterback for whoever they draft. Um, the Bills uh, right now seem to be calling everyone, trying to trade up to get in the top five. They're very aggressive, trying to get the quarterback of the future. Um, some good news is running back Chavars Cadet, who fractured his leg and dislocated his ankle against the Patriots, has made a full recovery and is returning to the team this offseason so that's some good news um gavin what do you make of aj McCarron being the new guy there in buffalo uh,
2: i really like the signing i think he's going to be uh, a a good bridge quarterback for the bills i'm um i'm really bewildered how he only signed for 5 million a year yeah um, that's really perplexing to me um i've I stated in a previous podcast that I wasn't a huge fan of him as being a long-term starter, but, um, the way that quarterbacks have been getting paid, um, to only get $5 million a year is really surprising to me, so a great get by the Bills.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you, that is surprising, and, um, I think that McCarron is gonna eventually get his, but it's taken longer than it should, and, uh. I think that he'll get an opportunity one of these days. A bridge quarterback is a decent position, but Buffalo seems to be kind of uh, going quickly into a rebuild. Do you like this move, Stoyo? Do you think A.J. McCarron can be a good bridge quarterback for the Bills? Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of this move, especially at that rate. Yeah. It just proves that you don't have to overpay your uh, bridge QB. You can just give him a few mil, and he usually will take it. You're saying that Mike Glenn's deal was a little too high. Uh, I am saying that. I've been (laughs) doing that for a few years. But
1: what do I know? (laughs) Well, Uh, I'm happy that AJ is finally
3: gonna have a shot to start. Yeah, he's never really had that in his career so far. I kind of liked him in college. I definitely was a fan of his significant other. (laughs) And
1: uh, yeah, maybe.
0: He can get something done in the Buffalo. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, It's going to be up to him to get the Bills into the playoffs for a second year in a row. Um, The Saints signed linebacker Demario Davis to a three-year, $24 million deal and sign quarterback Tom Savage to be Drew Brees' backup. Um, Also, the Saints owner Tom Benson passes away at the age of 90. So rest in peace to him. Um, good job bringing New Orleans a championship. Um, Gavin, you like the DeMario Davis, Tom Savage signings? Yeah, I like the Savage
2: one. Um, he's not getting paid a whole lot, and he's he could be a decent backup in the event that um, that Breeze goes down. But everyone in New Orleans is praying that that's not what happens.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree with you. Decent backup. And hopefully that's all he needs to be. Stoyo, what do you make of the Broncos sending quarterback Trevor Simeon to the Vikings in exchange for late-round draft picks? you think Trevor can be a decent backup for uh, Kirk Cousins?
1: Sure. He has uh, some starting experience under his belt, so that's
0: what you want to have in your backup QB. Yeah. And if you're Minnesota,
1: you do not want to see Simeon
0: on the field. Yep. You just paid Kirk Cousin, almost John Gruden
1: money, so <laughs> in three seasons, so you don't want to have to play your QB. But as Philly has now shown us, backup QBs are important in a franchise.
0: Uh huh. And you can do and a you lot. Could, you can do a lot worse than Simeon. Um, Gavin, your Lions are making some moves. They signed corner Deshaun Shedd to a one year, three and a half million dollar deal, and they bring in a running back to try and uh get a thousand yards for a team this year. They bring in Legarrett Blunt on a one year deal worth four and a half mil. Do you like these two additions? Gavin?
2: I think they're good signings. Um, Deshaun Shedd is a going to be a good serviceable uh, cornerback. We're trying to find a play across from Darius Slay. Uh, and I, w- if this were last year, I would be really disappointed in the Blount signing because um, we only saw him play well in New England outside of that one year in Tampa. But uh, he went to Philly and still played really well, didn't show any lethargy. So that's exciting. And also only $2 million for Blount, I feel like, is a pretty good deal. So uh, I like that signing. Um, we definitely still need to address the running back position, get that running game going. But, um, yeah, I think they're both good signings.
0: Yeah, I think it's a smart hire bringing in a veteran running back like Blount who's won playoff games and had big performances and big moments before. Um, Stoyo, what do you think of the Lions moves with Deshaun Shed and LeGarrette Blunt? Uh, those are good moves, but the most important move is cutting Ebron. Yeah. I think that was huge. You have to
1: turn the pager over Detroit. And also, Gavin, yeah, I have a question for you. Is uh, Blount finally the running back that's going to break the 100-yard marker?
0: Nope. <laughs> no, oh no! The thousand, thousand no. yard, uh, since Reggie Bush, right?
2: Yeah, it's we haven't had a thousand yard rusher since Bush, and uh... 100.
0: no, they've had a hundred yard rushers. No, not a single game.
3: Since when? <laughs> yeah, how far back we like going? forty-five I mean, games. I would say if we we're talking about since last Thursday, then yeah, I'll agree
2: with
1: you, but. In like 45, maybe 50 games, you haven't had a 100-yard rusher.
2: That's actually not terribly surprising.
1: Um, But I also
2: don't think he's the guy either. Uh, It's going to take him too long
0: to run 100 yards. 60 minutes isn't enough time. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's a good addition, but the Lions should still be looking for more. Um, The Dolphins are releasing All-Pro center Mike Pouncey and bringing in guard Josh Sitton on a two-year, $15 million deal, as well as wide receiver Albert Wilson on a three-year, $24 million deal. And then uh, they got rid of uh, defensive tackle Ndamukong Su, who is probably the hottest free agent out there right now. He's traveling around. He visits the Saints, the Seahawks, the Rams, and now the Raiders. Um, Stoyo, where do you think is the best fit for Ndamukong Soo?
1: In prison.
0: <laughs> oh. I don't. I don't think that's a good fit for him. He's not gonna see the field too much.
1: I'm joking. I since
0: uh the Bears faced him yeah. twice
1: a year, but I don't know. Maybe see is sign him. Yeah. But <laughs> to say I
0: wouldn't. I don't know. It my, depends how much money he wants because he is not worth top dollars anymore. Yeah, in my mind, I'm sure he still wants a lot, and I don't care where he goes as long as he stays out of the NFC North. Gavin, what do you think about Sue? Uh, what do you think is a good fit for him? Um,
2: the Lions for only $2 million a year. I think that's the perfect fit for him. <laughs> um, I'm not sure exactly where would be the best place for him. I think that uh, he needs to have a strong locker room
3: uh, yeah. some
2: place where he um, is not you know the, the revered player. I still think that he you know is definitely a good uh, defensive tackle. Um, he's you know been putting up you know four or five sacks a year, which for a tackle is you know it's definitely pretty good but definitely not worth uh, the money that he was being uh, being paid. Um, I was happy that someone signed him for a huge deal when he left Detroit because that meant we didn't sign him to an $18 million a year uh, deal, but um, I'd happily take him back um, if he came back at the right price.
0: What do you think about he was rumored to go to the Rams, and that would be adding Sue with Aaron Donald on that line. Do you think that would make the Rams uh, that much better if they added him to that line? Absolutely. I mean, I believe the guy's still very talented.
2: Um, when you put him next to possibly the best defensive tackle in the game, uh, he's you know, teams are going to have to decide which player they want to go up against. You have two guys that are athletic and strong. Uh, it's going to be really hard to double team both of them and leave you know and, and leave the ends essentially one of them unguarded. So um, that would have been pretty devastating for the, the fantasy West.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he didn't end up there. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals agree to a one-year deal to keep the former Notre Dame tight end Tyler Eifert on the team. Um, they also add linebacker Preston Brown on a one-year deal and quarterback Matt Barkley on a two-year deal. Um, Soyo, the v- Bengals star linebacker Vontaze Burfict, is once again forcing a fo- facing a four-game suspension. From the league for PEDs, Burfecht is appealing. What do you think about uh, Vontez perfect The dude just can't seem to uh, stay out of trouble, huh? Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. You can juice. Yep. you more careful while you put in your body. You're a professional athlete. Your body is your tool, so you need to be aware of what goes in it. If you were a Bengals fan, how much more would you be willing to put up with to have uh, that caliber of a linebacker on your team? Would you keep putting up with it, or is it starting to get old, do you think?
1: i starting to get very old
0: very fast. Yeah. But also, I would be equally upset that I still have the same coach. <laughs> as QB. Not as much has changed, and it's another year Yep. And- Same old Bengals. Yeah. What do you think, Gavin? Do you think that Perfect is wearing out his welcome, or do you think that he's still a good enough talent that the Bengals will put up with him? Uh, I
2: think with Marvin Lewis there,
0: he'll stay. Yeah. Um, Over the last decade especially, we've seen the the Bengals
2: choose uh, talent and potential over character concerns. Um, Pac-Man Jones didn't draft him, but they did sign him after his debacle there in Tennessee. Um, Taylor Mays, Carlos Dunlop, Michael Johnson, uh, Andre Smith. All these guys came out of the draft over the last 10 years as highly, highly talented, but they had character concern issues, work ethic issues. Um, And to uh, Marvin Moos' credit, he's been able to get a lot out of these guys. Michael Johnson, not for a super long time, but Carlos Dunlap's been a pretty strong uh, part of their defensive line for the last while. Um, So uh, I think that they'll continue to put up with that as long as he doesn't um, decapitate someone. At that point, he might get cut. But it it may very well take that kind of uh, event for the Bengals to move on from him.
0: Yeah, very good point. We often think of the Cowboys as very player-friendly, but I don't think that you could go to a better situation than the Bengals where they're going to have the players back no matter what it seems. Absolutely. Um, The New York Jets, being aggressive, trade up in the draft to get the number three overall pick, but they had to give up a lot to do it. They ship picks number six, number 37, number 49, and another second-round pick in 2019 to the Colts. Um, seems like a lot to give up to move up to the number three overall pick. Uh, the Jets also add linebacker Avery Williamson from the Titans. Three years, 22.5 mil, with 16 guaranteed. They also add kicker Cairo Santos, and they re-sign corner Maurice, uh, Morris Claiborne. Uh, one-year deal, we 7 mil. Stoyo, do you think do you like the Jets being aggressive and moving up in the draft, or do you think they gave up too much to do it? I think they gave up too much to do it. Yeah. Especially if you're listening to the rumors that they're going to draft
1: uh, Mayfield with that pick, so I don't like that at all. Yeah. Uh, this is a good move by the Colts GM after what happened with Josh McDaniels. He had to Get a nice bounce back from that. And now he just
0: added himself quite a lot of new picks. Absolutely. So that's a great move. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do when you have the third pick overall is trade down. <laughs> Not trade up. Yeah. Yeah, the Jets have obviously gotta have their eyes on someone. If they're just moving up to three and they're like, Hey, we're gonna take a quarterback, then I don't think it's the right move. If they're moving up and they have all the confidence in the world in one of these quarterbacks being the future of the franchise, then maybe it's worth it. But we'll we'll see who they take. Gavin, what do you think of the aggressive Jets here? Uh, I like the majority of the signings they made of free agents. Uh-huh. Uh, getting, getting some veterans
2: in there, uh, trying to rebuild their team. Um, I really dislike the trade they made uh, for with the Colts. Uh, I think they gave up Way too much to move up three spots. Um, the if you look at the point values that these um, you know that these picks are signed by the NFL trade value chart, they the difference is 610 points, which is equivalent to the 31st overall pick in the draft. So they essentially gave up you know a, a late first rounder um, to move up there,
3: wow. which is
2: uh, which is a lot to spend uh, for for any team. Um, I know that they're they're trading for a quarterback, but they could cripple if they don't land this pick. It all depends on what who they pick and and what they're able to do with that with this guy. Because we're all assuming at this point that's quarterback, because you don't you know, unless you're Mike Ditka, you don't trade this many picks for a non-quarterback. <laughs> um, so so we're Congrats. assuming we're assuming that that's who that that's uh, the position they're drafting, and if this doesn't stick, you're going to. Uh, Regress and over the next few years, you're really going to struggle to put together a a solid team on the field because you've given up so much
3: Um,
2: I think it's a great move by the Colts Uh, the only potential downside is that you might lose out on Bradley Chubb depending on you know, what other trades are made and who who sticks where? Um, But there's other talented guys you can pick there at number six um, I think Chubb's one of the best players, definitely the best defensive player in this draft. And that's in a uh, position that the, that the Colts need to address. So it, it's a shame if they lose out on a blue chip prospect like him, but uh, there's still some other players available like Denzel Ward or Duran James that they can pick uh, around there and still in, uh, bolster up their defense.
0: Yeah. I think it's a bit surprising. I, the Jets seem uh, 100% all-in to get their franchise quarterback this year, and uh, they must see someone they really want. I don't know if it's Baker Mayfield. I don't know if it's Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. I don't know who it is, but the Jets seem all-in on a quarterback, and uh, it, all i got to say is it better work out. Otherwise, they're going to be in for some more tough years ahead. Um They seem fed up with not having a franchise quarterback. The Green Bay Packers uh, signed corner Kyle Fuller from the Bears to an offer sheet after the Bears had franchise tagged him for close to 13 mil. Green Bay would then negotiate a very team-friendly deal for Fuller that Chicago would match almost immediately. The Bears are able to lock down corner Kyle Fuller to a four-year deal worth 56 mil with 29 mil due at signing, but nothing guaranteed after that. Um, the only cornerbacks with richer deals would be Josh Norman, Tremaine Johnson, Xavier Rhodes, and Patrick Peterson. Stoyo, uh, given that Green Bay matched it, and we could have let him go to Green Bay, do you like the Bears matching this to keep Kyle Fuller in Chicago, and do you think that he's worth this kind of deal? Yeah. The cornerback. I would have rather given Sherman that money to be honest,
1: but I see how Pays Count kind of had to make sure that our number one starting corner did not go to Green Bay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, from my perspective, um I think that's the going rate right of a starting corner, and it would suck to see Fuller lined up against us in green and yellow. So I'm glad that we kept him. It's a lot to give up for him, but it's uh, it's better than losing him. What do you think, Gavin? Do you think the Bears were smart to uh, do this deal?
2: Yeah, I think this was a good deal for them. Um, it's something they had to do. Um, it's a little bit pricey, I think, for, for Kyle Fuller and, and what he's been able to do on the field. But I know that he was injured a couple years ago, and so... Um, can't really hold that against him but in the, the good thing for the bears is that there's only 18 million guaranteed so uh, they do keep uh, a talented guy from going to a division rival so there's definitely positives there and worst case scenario uh, if he if he doesn't pan out uh, they they'll be able to release him uh, without you know too much of a cap hit or you'll potentially trade him to a team that's looking for someone with a with a uh, a good Uh, A friendly contract.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's definitely getting paid and uh, it's good to keep him in Chicago though. So you gotta give up what you gotta give up to keep a guy like him. The Bears also re-signing punter Pat O'Donnell on a one-year deal. Quarterback Chase Daniel on a two-year $10 million deal. Linebacker Sam Acho on a two-year deal. And they also add defensive end Aaron Lynch from the Niners on a one-year deal. You like these moves, Doyle? I do.
1: Aaron Lynch had his best season under Fangio. So nice. that's a good thing to see. Sam Atchill was a serviceable player on special team and has some pass rushing abilities.
3: The punter mega-punt <laughs> has been decent, nothing too great, but I'm
0: glad to resign uh, That we drafted. Yeah. Uh, If you play well, you're supposed to get a second contract. Yep. Yeah, I like the moves, and I think Chicago's heading in the right direction. So good job, Pace, so far. Hopefully, this year's free agency works out better than last year's. Um. I don't don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, The Texans signing corner Johnson Batamosi from New England. Uh, two years worth $6 million. Uh, They claim wide receiver Sammy Coates. And the Texans make a splash signing bringing in safety Teron Matthew on a one-year deal from the Cardinals. And they also bring back veteran corner Jonathan Joseph on a two-year deal. Gavin, do you think the Texans are making some good moves here, especially with Coates, Matthew, and bringing back Jonathan Joseph?
2: Yeah, the the Tyron Matthew deal is, is one of the best signings this offseason I think only one year, uh, 7 million for a guy that talented, uh, he's still very young. Um, so I think this is a great signing and, uh, bolstering up their defense, uh, their secondary. That was definitely needing some help. Um, definitely like the Jonathan Joseph signing as well. Um, he's, he's getting into his mid thirties, but he's still, uh, pretty talented. Um, you can expect a pretty major decline coming, like we see for most players uh, that get to be about his age, but they didn't invest too much. So they keep the consistency in their um,
0: in their backfield, but also don't sacrifice too much to do that. Yeah. Yeah, Texans are making some good moves. Stoyo, do you think Sa- Sammy Coates, Teron Matthew, and Jonathan Joseph are good fits for the Texans going forward? Absolutely. Just the Matthews signing by itself.
1: Yeah. Tremendous signing. And yeah, I I don't know what happened
0: there. That has to be the signing of the offseason. And
1: hopefully the honey badger has a good season and can get himself a long term contract next season.
0: Yeah, stay healthy and let the guys let that nasty line and linebacking core uh, create havoc for you and make some big plays. Uh, we all remember his uh, ball hawking skills at LSU. So it could be a big year ahead for Teron Matthew. Um, Gavin, the Vikings reach an agreement with uh, defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson and they re-sign kicker Kai Forbath. Um... GM Rick Spielman seems to be uh, going all out in Minnesota trying to get a championship there. Do you like these moves? Uh, Sheldon Richardson's a nice uh, addition to that defense.
2: Yeah, the Richardson deal, um, not quite to the level of the Tyron Matthew deal, but I think it's, uh, it's up there, maybe one tier below. Um, he's an extremely talented defensive lineman, um, and he's only 27 years old, yeah. so we don't expect to see any regression. Um, and like I said, I like these one year deals and he could easily be making, uh, time and a half that's per year on a multi-year contract. Uh, so the Vikings are in a good spot right now. Um, we're there, they're looking to be true contenders. And so people are willing to sign for them for a little bit less than, uh, asking price. So, uh, good signing for them, bad signing for, uh, for Matt Stafford.
0: Yeah. And for Trubisky, Ah, well, he was screwed anyway. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers, for that matter. Um, Stoyo, the Vikings were one game away from the Super Bowl, now adding guys like Cousins and Sheldon Richardson. I mean, how much better do you think this makes Minnesota coming into the new year? It definitely helps them. Yeah. This is what you have to do when you have a championship window. You just have to bet the entire house. Yep. What management is doing over there, and I think to have at least a three-year window with that cousin's contract to trying to make it work. Yeah, their defense is still pretty much intact, and to
1: have team-friendly deals within the next two seasons, and then you gotta have to start paying some people. So this is now, and they're trying to do everything they can to really go for it. And this is the best Vikings
0: team I've seen probably ever. Yeah, and I'm going to make a prediction. A lot of people are saying that how good is Kirk Cousins really? Well, Kirk Cousins has never had a running game like he could have if Delvin Cook is healthy. Um, Barring injury, I expect a big year from Cook. And with those weapons that Kirk Cousins has, I expect a big year in Minnesota. I don't, you know... He made a lot. He did a lot of good things in DC with not a lot of weapons and Minnesota seems to be the perfect place for cousins. He's got a better running game and that defense just keeps getting better, in my opinion. Um, so props to GM Rick Spielman in Minnesota making some great moves. The Chargers signed kicker Caleb Sturgis on a two year deal worth four and a half mil and center Mike Pouncey on a two year deal worth 15 mil. Gavin, do you like uh, bringing in Mike Pouncey at center in uh, LA? Uh, absolutely. Um, they they need to shore up their
2: offensive line, um, help their running game out, and protecting Philip Rivers, keep him upright. Mm-hmm. And Pouncey is a very, very talented player. I just had some some issues with uh, staying healthy. So um, center is one of the most underrated positions in the NFL. and So if they're able to keep him on the field at a relatively cheap price, um, I think that's it's going to be a, a major win for them.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that's uh, good moves for the LA Chargers. Um, Stoyo, I like these moves. Um, I'm a Bucks. I'm a believer in Jameis Winston, and I think that you had to improve that Bucks team a little bit, and they go out and do that. They signed center Ryan Jansen to... Uh, 4-year deal worth 42 mil, 22 of that guaranteed, um, making him the highest paid center in the NFL. Tampa Bay also improves their defense, signing defensive end Vinny Curry. 3-year three-year de- three-year deal worth 27 mil, 11.5 guaranteed from Philly. And they also get defensive tackle Bo Allen from Philly. 3-year deal worth 16.5 mil. Stoyo, do you like the moves that Tampa Bay is doing? They may have overpaid a little bit for Jensen, but yeah. Besides that, those are good moves, and now it's all on famous Jameis. Yep. If he can uh, finally put it together and lead them to the playoffs. Well. The- yeah, and as a, I follow Tampa Bay kind of closely a little bit, and I think that improved defense is something they definitely need. So I like bringing some uh, Eagles players over. We all know how good that Eagles defense was. Uh, Gavin, do you like the moves? And uh, I think Ryan Jansen is a good get for a uh, young quarterback like Jameis Winston. Yeah,
2: um, like I was saying, you need to uh, make sure you have a solid center there. So Jansen, I agree with Stoyo, probably a bit of an over overpay, but um, you know, you have to overpay sometimes to get some quality and uh, you know improve your team and get a winning attitude and a Um, winning situation going on. The Vinny Curry signing is also a good one. Uh, He's a little bit older, um, and his numbers didn't reflect his contract that he got, but um, he's also on a very talented Eagles line, so we'll be interested to see what he does when he's uh, the main show in town on the end of the line.
0: Yeah, and they'll be in a tough division once again, so I hope that Tampa Bay gets better. Uh, I know they're ready to start winning some games there. The Chiefs add linebacker Anthony Hitchens from Dallas and bring back punter Dustin Colquitt on a three-year deal. Um, the Redskins sign kicker Dustin Hopkins to a three-year deal. Keep linebacker Zach Brown on a three-year deal worth 24 mil and add corner Orlando Skandrick from Dallas on a two-year deal worth 10 mil. Uh, Stoyle, what do you make of the direction the Redskins are going? Um, they bring in Zach Brown from Buffalo, Skandrick from Dallas, they got Alex Smith now there. The Redskins are going to be looking a decent amount different coming into 2018. Yeah, it's kind of like they went in a pretty fast rebuild in one off season. Yeah. And I think they're kind of better off. I'm a fan of Alex
3: Smith. I know a lot of people don't like him, but I think he is an above average QB. Yeah. Under the right system. And I.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think D.C. is going to be better off. Gavin, do you like these moves?
2: Yeah, I really do like the signings. Uh, I really like the um, signing of Orlando Skandrick. Um, he can be a really good corner, but he's had some injury issues. Uh, but he could be a really good um, guy to replace Kendall Fuller there. Uh, and I really like the, the signings of the running backs, they've uh, linebackers they've done, especially Zach Brown. Um,
0: it's, a, it's a great signing for them to put alongside uh, Mason Foster. Yeah, some interesting moves in DC. Um, Stoyo, the Colts, like you said, they move back in the draft. They get they load up on draft picks. Um, they move on from defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins who last year at this time was signed to a three year 30 million dollar deal but they release him after 10 million paid in 2017 so he's no longer on the team and they add weapons like tight end Eric Ebron on a two year 15 million dollar deal and they get wide receiver Ryan Grant uh, who gets a one year 5 million dollar deal after passing his physical this time. Um, What do you think of Ebron and Ryan Grant going to Indy? I'm not a fan of Ebron. Yeah. I don't think he's a very good tight end.
1: He has too many drops. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Ryan Grant either. But I definitely like getting more uh, draft picks in the draft. You can definitely add a lot of talent in the first few rounds. So trading down when you're in the top five is very beneficial if you're able to pull the offer
0: so yeah yeah and uh Gavin do you think that I mean Ryan Grant they get them for cheaper uh do you think that Ebron and Grant can be good weapons in Indy and uh I'm sure you like trading down in the draft
2: yeah the um the trade down is definitely the best move they've made this offseason but the second best move is definitely not one of these other two which, um <laughs> which is obviously keeping Vinatieri around. Um, But it's kind of confusing why they would uh, sign Ebron after he hasn't been that productive in Detroit and they already have Jack Doyle there. So it's a little bit confusing. But I think that Ebron has the physical talents, too, that could make him a a really good player. But um, definitely not not someone that I would have sought in free agency. And I'm not... I'm not extremely disappointed that the Lions weren't able to retain him.
0: Yeah, that's a bit of an interesting move, I agree. Bringing in Ebron there. Um, I, I agree, Doyle's a good fit, and we'll see what Indy does. Um, the Cowboys trade for fullback uh, Jamize Olawale from the Raiders in exchange for draft picks um, to replace the fullback they let go. The Steelers acquire safety Morgan Burnett from the Packers on a three-year deal worth 14 mil. Stoyo, do you like seeing Morgan Burnett get out of Green Bay? And do you think that's a good move for Pittsburgh? It's a good move for Pittsburgh. It's a good move for the Bears. Yeah. I don't want him in Green Bay anymore, so that's good. As long as the Packers are getting weaker, it's always a good move. Yeah, and speaking of that, Gavin, what do you think? The Packers lose Demarius Randall, they lose Morgan Burnett, and they don't get Kyle Fuller, so their defense seems to be taking a little bit of a step back. Are you glad to see these guys uh, leaving the Packers defense? Yeah, the defense is never uh, what I'm worried about in Green Bay, but <laughs> if, it,
2: if it can get weaker, uh, I'm going to be happier, and not having to play Burnett twice a twice a year is definitely going to be a good thing. Uh, yeah. It's a great signing for the Steelers. They get a, a talented safety that is not even in his 30s yet. Uh, so they'll get him through you know, the last few years of what we can assume would be your quality years, and they shore up one of their top needs in this offseason.
0: Yeah, and if you ask me, I would be a little bit more focused on defense if I'm in Pittsburgh. That's when you had the most success. Uh, even going back just like you know 10 years, you had a much better defense, and I uh, that allowed Roethlisberger to do what he does best. Instead, you're in the playoffs having shootouts with Jacksonville. So I think it's definitely in their best interest to address the defense and get that better. Um. So going into the draft, um, there's multiple teams uh, attempting to trade up into the top five. And from what I've been hearing, Penn State running back Saquon Barkley's stock is falling a little bit. More and more people believe that Quarterbacks will be in very high demand throughout the top five, and uh, ESPN's Mel Kiper Jr. believes that the first three picks will be all quarterbacks, um, whether it be the Browns, Giants, Jets, Broncos, Cardinals, and even the Bills looking for early quarterbacks. Uh, Stoyo, how do you see it uh, shaping up? Do you think Barkley still goes in the top five, or do you think it, the quarterbacks are all going to go first? I think Barkley is still going to go first overall, and then probably two or three quarterbacks are going to go. So if if you were the Browns, you would take Barkley first and then get a quarterback at four? Correct. Yeah. What do you think, Gavin? Do you think that's the route they'll go?
2: I think now that we see the Jets trading up into the third spot ahead of Cleveland at four, um, and if we see someone like Buffalo trade in, Uh, to the number two spot Uh, like I said earlier you don't make these kind of trades
3: uh, and jump up that much in the draft unless it's for a quarterback
0: yeah
2: and if if you know that there's going to be two quarterbacks taken between your first pick and your and the fourth pick um, that's that's pretty risky to you know wait and assume that your quarterback is going to be there I don't think that you know teams are going to divulge which quarterback they're taking when they trade up so um, if someone does trade the second for the second pick especially if they do it before the draft I see Cleveland taking the quarterback they want first overall because they I think it pretty safely assume that the number two and number three picks are going to be quarterbacks and so they can safely take Barkley at four
0: yeah I'm a little bit with what you're thinking Gavin I think that um if the Giants don't take Barkley at number two, then Barkley it will be there at four. And, uh, I would, if you believe in a quarterback, I would get him as soon as you can, especially you, you got the number one pick. You get your choice of the best quarterback for the future in Cleveland. You absolutely have to get this one right after so many years of failing at that. Um, Stoyo, so if, if you want to take Barkley at one, who would you want to get? Who do you think is the best quarterback fit for Cleveland That in your mind? Um, I don't know if it's for Cleveland, but my favorite QB is Sam Darnold. I, th- uh, I could see I, Darnold going number one overall, which is why I think Cleveland should take him. Well, yeah, but I'm not in love with any QB, to be honest. So yeah, same. of those cookies left at 4. Yeah. Yeah. Um Gavin, what do you think? You think Barkley would you take, you would take Barkley at 4, you're saying, regardless?
2: Yeah, I would if uh assuming they take a quarterback at 1, I would take Barkley at 4. Yeah. Um if he's if he's still there, um they they lost Joe Thomas, which is a real shame because I think that could have really, you know, been a Major boost to their team. The one year that, you know, in theory they get their franchise quarterback for the first time in his whole career, but um, instead they might, you know, they they could look at maybe getting Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame, um, uh, or Bradley Chubb out of uh, NC State there on the line. But I think that if you're going best pick available, uh, you've got to go Barkley after you pick your quarterback.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see how it shapes out. There's probably going to be some chaos in the top five um, in this year's draft. Former NFL offensive lineman Jonathan Martin is facing up to five charges for a threatening Instagram post. Um, he's always seemed a little unstable, and I hope that he gets himself some help. Um, Stoyle, what do you make of uh, Jonathan Martin uh, and his current situation?
1: You just can't have someone posting threats on social
0: media. (laughs) I would have thought he had figured that out by now. I yeah.
1: You just can't have that. And if you have a mental health issue, there's help out there. Yeah.
0: Uh, Get the help you need, so you don't do something stupid. Yeah, Gavin. You have anything to add to that?
1: No. Pretty
2: dumb.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. A fun fact for the day. Thanks to Adam Schefter, the Jets are paying Tremaine Johnson 26 million dollars this season for the corner spot, and the Rams are paying Aqib Talib, Marcus Peters, and Lamarcus Joyner a combined 25 mil in 2018. So I'd say the Rams are getting a much better production there for the money. Um. Do you have anything to add, Stoyle? Yes.
1: ESPN hired John Fox to be their NFL
0: representative. So ratings are going to go sky up. Yeah. <laughs> Great addition, ESPN. Gavin, is that the move of the offseason? Oh, uh, yeah. Take away what I said about Tyron Matthew. It's all about bringing John Fox in and getting <laughs> him off the football field. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, good job, guys. Thanks for coming on again. Um, that's week five of the offseason, and we'll keep you posted on all the late-breaking news. Um, we'll be back again next week. We hope to have some guests for you soon. Keep listening, and thanks for the support. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. Peace out.